Hello and welcome to Moose and Squirrel, but we're married. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And this is a podcast. Do you want to tell people what kind of podcast it is? Um, I don't remember. You remember what this is? We're watching Supernatural. Yeah, we're watching Supernatural together. I am the Supernatural aficionado, and you are the novice. Mm -hmm. And I am teaching you the ways of the hunter lifestyle. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty good time. I'm going to put the microphone closer to you. I've been re-listening to some of our old podcasts, and I'm like, yeah, get that microphone close to John. If anyone wants to, to contact us and let us know how to make your voice sound louder, that'd be awesome. I do put it through a levelator, though. I'm just naturally quiet. Naturally quiet, but you're, so, you're full of really good ideas and funny, humorous things. My bald head is filled with crazy ideas. <laughs> I love that. So, it is Thursday at 7.21 p.m., which means that this podcast is going to come out later than we usually like. Well, it's been like that every week lately. I know. Maybe we should change the release time of this podcast to a different time, but I don't know. Um, anyway, so I'm very excited about this episode. Okay. It is called... This is the wrong thing. <laughs> it is called The Benders. And it is written by John Chivon and directed by Peter Ellis with the original air date of February 14th, 2006. Valentine's Day. That is. It's romantic. A nice decoration for the wall. A backwoods family of hunters likes to stuff and mount their killless trophies. Only they hunt humans. And they've got Sam. <gasps> Once again, they give away, like, the biggest part of the plot. Yeah, well, if you have the DVDs, you probably watched it already, I guess. Yeah, but I feel like the DVD, I mean, maybe I should double check, and if I can get my hands on, like, a, a time, or not a time, what is it, what are those old movie, or TV guides? Yeah. That's what they're called, TV, if I can get a TV guide from 2006, um, it's February 2006, I can see, uh, see if that's how they described it. But I'm really excited, I like the Benders, are you familiar, you're not familiar with the story of the Bloody Benders? Isn't that the family that killed people? Well, yeah. I think I heard about it on a true crime crime podcast. Yeah, there it's a it's podcast. a fun one, right? And then it's interesting because there's like the bloody benders, and then there's a Scottish version of the same story. And the question is, how much of it's really true? All of it. All of it. I don't know. You know, I was listening to a podcast recently, last pos last podcast on the left, and they had an episode where they had this guy come in that's a um, I guess a true crime writer, and he was and he went on to say that H.H. Holmes may have never existed, and that there's no evidence of the murder castle that it still exists, is still extant. And I was like, fuck you. There's a lot of people that say H.H. Holmes was taking credit for things that other people... Of murders? Yeah, like he didn't do any of them. Really? Who says that? I've heard that? Of, like three different podcasts where they did research on him, and H.H. Holmes was like not even much. Well, the thing is, it's like he definitely did some murders, but he was paid by Hearst to, quote, tell his story yeah. before yeah. he was going to be hanged. So like he, was de he definitely did some of them. But I'm pretty no. sure he got hung for, like, horse theft in Philadelphia. That's ultimately what he got tried for. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember how recent it was, but it must have been fairly recently that evidence has come out where it's like... Oh. I, I don't know if I trust this evidence, because I think it's more like there's not evidence. It's like, oh, we don't have enough, like, uh, evidence from that time period. I'm just like, I don't want to accept any of that nonsense. They're trying to yuck our yums, and we need to stop it. Oh, okay. Yes. You hear that, John? I'm not taking have, your shit. 
I have like uh, zero concern about HHO. Well, so. if we're going to talk about, I mean, this has nothing to do with the Bloody Benders, kind of, except we're going to look see a murder house. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to my favorite, uh, my favorite, like scary, scary true crime book called The uh, Devil in the White City. And it is by <laughs> Eric Larson, Devil in the White City. And it is just really amazing because you start by wanting to you start by wanting to read about H.H. Holmes and all the murders. And it's like, why the fuck are you boring me with all this stuff about the World's Fair? And then at the end of the book, you're like, fuck off. I don't want to hear anything about this stupid murderer. I want to hear how candied popcorn was made. This is amazing. Like, it's so well done. And it makes you really want to know more about the intricacies of the World Fair. It is really good. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Devil in the White City. It is on the bookshelf. Maybe you can read it. Maybe. Maybe I'll sign it in class and you have to oh, read it. Ha <laughs> um, Okay. Do you think that we should maybe watch this this episode? Sure. You seem pretty excited. It is one of... It's, of I mean, it's hard to say it's one of my favorites because I, ha- I have so many. But of the first season, I think this is the, one of the best twists. So let's get, let's get going, shall we? Oh, no, John. What? Sam's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He got kidnapped. That, well, we don't know for sure. So, the episode starts, we're back at being dark and night, but we could still, I mean, since the first few episodes, now we can actually kind of see better in the dark, but a fellow was uh, going to his car while a little kid was in an apartment above the garage, like, kind of overlooking the parking lot, and uh, was watching Mothman versus Godzilla. Wait. Godzilla versus Mothra. Godzilla versus Mothra, and then he heard a big And he looks out into the parking lot, and the guy got stolen by a monster. Yeah. And then, and then, so Dean doesn't think anything's going on. He thinks, like, he had a nice little moment with the kid about Godzilla, claimed that uh, Sam liked the remake. And then, um, and then Dean, like, so he, oh, hey, Loki. Um, Dean, (laughs) Loki just kind of touched my arm when I was talking about Godzilla and Mothra. I was like, is there a bug? And it wasn't a bug, it was a cat. Um, but, so Dean doesn't believe it. It's usually one of them that's like, this yeah. isn't a case. And so... Uh, <laughs> usually it's Sam. Yeah, and so Sam is like, no, it could be Springfield Jack, it could be this, it could be that. Uh, and, uh, and he's just like, no, let's have another round. And Sam's like, no, we gotta go stay at the hotel and have sleep and have an early day. And then what happens? Sam disappears. Sam disappears, and Dean's like, have you seen my baby brother? <laughs> is that what he said? That's exactly what he said. Oh, well, I guess we have to see what happens, huh? Yeah. Maybe there is a case. <laughs> oh no, random guy we didn't know died. Yeah, he made squishy noises. He went squish squish. <laughs> he was the guy that was kidnapped in the first part. Yeah, he wasn't kidnapped anymore. Well, kind well, of. so basically, Sam is in a cage. Another guy was in the cage, and not Sam not in Nick Cage. Not in Nick Cage. A real cage. In real, well, we gotta watch another Nick Cage movie soon. Man, he's good. Anyway, Willie's Wonderland's on the list. Yeah. So it sounds dirty if you don't know if it's a movie. Okay. So anyway, um, what happened was was Dean actually starts investigating this as a real crime. He goes to the police station. He talks to a cop with pretty blue, like piercing blue eyes, and he appeals to her sense of family in order to get her to give him some information about um. About uh, the kidnapping, she helps him out. They realize it was a truck. 
or a van or something like that. And like Dean realizes that the powing sound and the scary growling sounds must have been like a, a beat up old muffler type situation. And so they go off to like find where this truck is gone because they had used some CCTV footage or whatever to find which the vehicle took Sam. Um, and she pulls over at night when they get when they find the place and she's realized that Dean is not who he says he is. So she handcuffs him into the car and goes off on her own to find the bad guys. Yeah. Because her brother got kidnapped by them and probably killed. Probably. I don't think he made it. The reason why I don't think he made it is because Sam, like, so the door opens to the guy, the guy, the um, first guy's cage, not yeah. Sam's cage. And Sam's like, don't leave. Don't go. I don't, I don't believe you should. And he's like, fuck that. And he goes, the he guy. didn't say that. He's like, fuck that. And runs off. This was on the CW. It was on the CW. And so uh, he so he runs off into the night and gets hunted down by hillbillies. Yeah. And they go, woo And then they stab him with like a big pipe. Isn't this in like, is this in Missouri or is it in, I think it's Missouri. It was, in, it was Hibbing, Minnesota. Hibbing, Minnesota. Do they sound like that in Minnesota? No. no. woo We got them good. It's like. Can't we have some nice hill- Minnesota hillbilly it, murders? It started in Hibbing, Minnesota. The episode did. Yeah, the, I mean it hasn't left. No, yeah, that's right because that's yeah, Hibbing, that's where the guy got they yeah talked to that kid. Yeah, so yeah. I I think it's pretty much malarkey. They're probably transplants from Georgia. Or something. Oh my gosh! One of just... us. One <laughs> of us. So we just found out that uh, that we haven't been using the uh, the recording device that we're supposed to. Yep. That's not the first time. It's not the first time, nor shall it be the last, likely. Um, I'm just tired. It's been a long week. Okay, like, there's been multiple days and nights, or multiple evenings this week, that I've woken up to a certain child standing, at, like, right next to my face, telling me that they've thrown up, and then proceeding to cough on my face. Yeah. So, it's been a, it's been a thing. It's been a lot, in addition to my normal job. Um, okay, so should we keep going? Yeah. We-, we had a natural pause. Yeah. Because a friend of ours is going to come to dinner on Friday. That's exciting. That is exciting. Um, but, and so she was just texting us about it. But, um, so, okay. My favorite line happened. Yeah, it happened a couple of times. I know, but he's like, Dean, they're people. <laughs> yeah. And the way he says it to Dean, and Dean's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Stop texting. We're sorry. Well, I. Oh my gosh, you're so silly. Children, I have to keep. You don't have to keep them at this exact moment. So anyway, so Mission Cornplush Burger is what we're gonna have on Friday. It just popped out of my mouth because I was remembering what's happening. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) now that everyone knows what we're having for dinner tomorrow night, um, they should know that uh, Dean has made it to the house. The cop has been captured because she went on alone. And immediately got captured because there was a creepy girl in dirty clothes with a weird bow in her hair. Um, and yeah, she goes, super Daddy? Like, they all have super creepy southern hick voices. Yeah, and they're in Hibbing, Minnesota. They're in Hibbing, Minnesota. Is that a real place? I think most of the time it's real places. Let me see. It sounds familiar, like I think I've been through. Yeah, Hibbing, Minnesota. I've been yeah. through there before. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Let's see. I'm just... I'm personally yeah, offended. Yeah, it's, it's just north of Duluth. I'm just personally offended because it's like, let's make it creepy southern. 
And it's yeah, like, these is... people are not supposed to be Southern. They're farther north than us. They're farther north than uh, we are, and we're almost oh, in Canada. Actually, never mind. We're a, my map was a little twisted. Okay, it's but very like, close. They're like easier to get to Canada than us, though, because oh, they yeah. could drive there, and we'd have to take a boat. Yeah, this is the closest a Supernatural episode has been to us. Oh my gosh, this is so absurd. And like... But, yeah, of course, maybe it's a southern transplant. Even though his family's lived in this house for multiple generations, because you could tell from the state of decay. They've just been watching a lot of uh, Dukes of Hazard. That was Our filmed near my college, from my uh, Oxford College. That was Oxford? My, That's uh, in the UK. No, Oxford College is in Covington, Georgia. No, it's, in, it's near Covington, Georgia. It's in Oxford, Georgia. But it is uh, in Georgia where I went to get my associate's degree, which is what you're working on. Do you ever, do you ever use that to be like sound hoity-toity? Be like, I went to Oxford. College of Emory University. Well, no, you don't finish it. Just say No, I, I say I went to the OC. I'm proud of where I went. The OC? Orange County? Yeah. Well, when we went to uh, when we went to Oxford, the OC was a popular show, and it was very popular with, with Emma and Sarah, yeah. the twins, and so. <laughs> and do you, and then you end up working at FU. Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm at MTU. Yeah, that's pretty exciting to me. Yeah, MTU. Yeah, my students have been really good. I keep telling them I'm their favorite teacher and their favorite professor. Is it like a Jedi mind trick? It totally is, mm. but I think it's also I already am. Yeah, that makes sense. I had a math major come up to me to want to talk about being a uh, philosophy or ethics minor, and I was like, ha-ha! One to the <laughs> dark it. side. Come here, and I shall tell you the tale about physics yeah. and math and You're like, my philosophy. nickname is Palpatine. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so Dean is now in the house. He's looking for stuff. Uh, the house is creepy, and let's go. That's another end to a fantastic episode. So, do you want to explain what happened? It's people. It's Soylent Green. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, they all get caught. Yeah. Sam and Dean and the police officer are all trapped. But Dean is in a chair, and they're torturing him, and they keep pointing things at his perfect eyeball. Yeah. Sharp things and hot things and stuff like that. Um, and then when they find out that they've got themselves a, a police officer and they know they're coming, they decide to shoot Sam in the cage. But Sam is, he is, uh, crafty. That's He's Sam. crafty. The thing is, these people have never actually captured competent people or yeah, like, not, well, I well think, like Sam and Dean are kind of like hunters, you know, they, this, this is their whole steez. Well, they, they gang up on people. They go yes. three on one. Yeah, and they made the mistake of sending one guy after Sam, and usually you need three. But now they have what well, they have three competent people. Yes. So. so Sam has got like half of a shackle that he uses. I get. We see that. Like we hear a gunshot, but we know Sam has probably escaped. Well, he has thrown the shackle at yep. him while he is shooting. The old man is like uh, the daddy is gone off to find what's going on, leaving one person alone with Dean, which is the little girl, which he just like punches her and puts her in a closet. Um, and so they never said he punched her. Well, he they pretty much he it. probably did. So anyway, so then like the the there's because there's like the dad, two sons, and a thirteen year old daughter. The two sons are old enough to be evil, I guess. The thirteen year old clearly is, but she's never gonna live a normal life. The sons end up in cages. Yeah. And the dad ends up like shot in the arm. And after all of this is said and done, 
Um, the uh, dad's on the ground bleeding. The two bro- sons are in the cages. And the cop ha- who's you know, brother had been murdered by these people says, I got this. You go outside and find your brother. Yeah. So Sam looks at her, looks at the guy on the ground and looks at the gun and is like, okay. Yeah. You knew right from that moment she was going to shoot him. Yeah. And then bang, he was trying to run away. So I had to shoot him. <laughs> yeah. He's been laying on the ground bleeding for like a half hour. <laughs> yeah, but he and did. And now he's going to run away. But he did tell her he did it because it was fun. Yeah. Which is probably not the right thing to say to the person holding a gun to you. But this whole time he's like, like what the daughter said, like they don't think the good guys are going to actually attack them or shoot them. So like they just used to acting this way. Um, and so anyway, <laughs> they win. They win. They win and they have to walk back to the thing. Now here's what I'm thinking. It's interesting that like the cop lady says, oh no, I just kicked a cat. <laughs> the cop lady says, I don't know which one it was either. Okay, she says... I thought that knowing what would happen, what happened to him, that is her brother, would make it easier, but it doesn't. Well, no, because she knows how horrifying it was for him. Yeah. He was hunted. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be important to think about that in, well, it's that hunted and like the resolution that she had wasn't what she thought it would be. Killing the, maybe the demonic type man yeah. that killed her family was not as, as like, you know pleasant or it did not like take away the pain of the loss pleasant. i was thinking of pleasure because of all the the cicero we've been reading and all my, i'm teaching three introduction no yeah i'm teaching three introduction to philosophy classes right now so my brain is like a ciceronic mush but anyway i think it was a good episode what did you think yeah it was a good one no we are at this was episode 15 yep and there are, I believe, twenty-two episodes. Yeah, there's twenty-two episodes in the fifth in the first season. Um, and what is interesting to me is like just how good this was. The music, the ADR in this episode was fantastic. I feel like the music was super on point. This is the same seat. It was like three episode three episodes ago. The bad guy was a racist truck, and then they have this episode. It was so good. Great music. Great memories. <laughs> Do you want to hear about the next episode? Sure. The next episode is called Shadow. It's written by Eric Kripke, showrunner, creator of the show. Okay. You know, he created the show because he just always liked demons and heaven and hell and shit like that. I get it. Okay. So Eric Kripke's... And Kim Manners directed this. And Kim Manners is like a big, big important director on this. Uh, this came out two weeks later. No? Yeah, two weeks later about on uh, so February... 28th. Yeah. February 28th, 2006. In Chicago. Again, this is called Chicago. So they're going from Minnesota to Chicago. Chicago. In Chicago, Sam has the luck to run into Meg. The pretty blonde. Remember her? Yeah. Who slit the guy's throat? Yep. The pretty blonde he met weeks earlier at an Indiana bus stop. But it may be bad luck, especially if Meg is connected to a demon wreaking death on the Windy City. <laughs> well... That sounds cool to me. Does it sound cool to you? Yep. I think there's just two things left to do, John. Yeah, husband picks the music. And wife does the research. Goodbye. Hi there. 
Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us, please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, up to and ID at just about everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's up to and ID. And that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice is a rock mix by Stephen, Stephen Kartenberg, copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you. Goodbye.